You have tuned in to Authors Up here on ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network. Your hosts are authors Ruth Griffin, Andrea L. Hines, and yours truly, Victoria Henderson Poole. We love what we do, and we know it is every author's desire to get their work to a greater audience. Authors Up is a forum for authors by authors those who are already published, and those who want to be, along with other writers and playwrights. Here, we provide an opportunity for their work to be showcased as we share our own, gain tips and tools, information and insight to not only enhance the writing process, but be able to just enjoy the journey. Those who are willing to put pen to paper will usually have a story they are willing to tell and they are invited to tell it right here. And if you are not a writer yet, no worries. We want you to be a part of our listening audience. So take notes if you like, send in your questions, or just feel free to comment on the candid conversation because it's time for Authors Up. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for joining us here at Authors Up. It is Sunday evening at 7 p.m., and if you are anything like the rest of us on the line, we have been waiting for today. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, I am excited about it. I've been excited about this entire month and what we've been able to bring to you with the Authors Up Playhouse. But before we get into any of that, I want my co-host to be able to greet you this evening and just tell you hello. How about you, Victoria? Are you out there? I am. Thank you, everybody, for um, being with us. We appreciate you so much. And Ruth, are you out there? I am here. Uh, I'm glad to be able to join us tonight, and I'm glad everybody else has as well. I'm telling you, this is this is it has been an exciting month for us, and and we have just looked forward to this. It's kind of kind of mixed feelings, you know. We're coming to the end of it, and we want to know what happened to everybody, but at the same mm-hmm. time, we're going to kind of miss <laughs> miss having our playhouse next week. But hopefully, yes, we, we will. will we we will go on to it another time. So. You know, if you have a play, if you have a story, if there's something that you want us to bring to life on Office Up Playhouse, be sure to let us know by sending us an email at authorsup at gmail.com. And just want to tell you a little bit about how all of this got started. Um, I worked with uh, play, the playwright Aisha Stocks on some uh, dramatic uh, presentations at the River Church, and she had written a screenplay, and she asked me to read it. I did. I loved the story, really loved the story. Um, 
And periodically I'd ask her, you know, what, what, are you, what are you doing with that? What are you doing with that script? What's happening with that play? So when Authors Up came about, um, I thought this would be the perfect time to bring that to life. And, and I know, Victoria, you and Ruth were saying last week how you remember um, uh, growing up, how you all used to listen to dramatic mm-hmm. presentations mm-hmm. on the radio, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, that's right. Radio, yeah. <laughs> so this was this was kind of reminiscent of those days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we we it was challenging, but it was really a good time. It was a good play that we had to work with, and and instead of us doing what we usually do, uh, which is to tell you about our week in review, um, before we go into the final act of cost of compromise, we wanted to tell you a little bit about some of the people who helped to bring the story to life. So, Ruth, you want to get started? Absolutely, and we'll start with our own Victoria Henderson Poole. She played she played Miss Price, the secretary, and Victoria was born in New York City. She uh, is a blog writer of inspirational messages that express realness, hope, and encouragement. She also has a background in music, singing in choirs from the time she was a child to directing a youth choir in her early 20s, then a full-on choir in her later 30s. And she's been a radio host for the last year. And of the experience, she said, recording The Cost of Compromise was so much fun. I was able to do my two and a half minutes of fame and then listen to the other actors being coached on their parts and then listen as they brought it to characters to life. I would love to do this again. <laughs> okay, you yes. you volunteered, Victoria. So just remember that when we come back. Yes, yes. <laughs> and wasn't I the, the most precious and best receptionist in the world? Amen, amen, amen. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, next up we have Mr. Javin Griffin. He was our narrator, and he did such a wonderful job. He was born in Dayton, Ohio, but grew up in Garner, North Carolina. He's been in theater since he was in high school as set designer and tech crew. He went to school for film and was, was part of the drama re- ministry when it was active in the River Church. Of the experience, he says that working with Elder Hines and Miss Aisha and the other cast members has been awesome. He said everyone was excited to be there and make this project come to life. He said that Elder Hines, and Miss Aisha, our awesome director. Checks in the mail, Javen. Checks in the mail. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and, and then we have uh, uh, Victoria's favorite character, Miss Tina Monet. <laughs> and that part was played by Asana Clanton. Now, Asana is uh, North Carolina born and raised. She is an actor, writer, and poet. She says she has 16 years of acting experience. She started and debuted in her first play when she was in the seventh grade, and it has been one of her loves ever since, ever since. And of the experience, she said, my experience working with AU and the cost of compromise was amazing. 
I love the way they coach and guide you on how to really find your character and how to approach different highs and lows of the character you are portraying. If you are an inspiring actress or an aspiring actress like me, you definitely need to experience AU. You playwright Aisha Sock. This was a wonderful and mind-blowing Internet play. Thank you so much for trusting in me to portray character Tina. Blessings to you all. Well, I tell you, it was our our pleasure, Sana. It was our pleasure to work with you and look forward to working with you again. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So next we have... Frazier Sherman, who played Mr. Robinson, the studio executive. And (laughs) Frazier came all the way to us from England and then northwest Florida and now lives in Durham, North Carolina. He's been acting in community and school theater since um, his age was in single digits, so we'll just leave that there. And he said that he... He said that he had a great time. It was fun, and everyone, they structured the schedule to avoid time just sitting around waiting. So I right. enjoyed it. All right. Next we have our playwright, our playwright. Send up some hearts for our playwright Facebook family. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, man, she's the, the mind behind this. She is originally <laughs> from the Bronx, New York, Boogie Down Bronx but now lives in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, Aisha started out doing extra background work in New York. She performed in stage plays at church and in theater. Uh, she's written and directed several skits, plays, and one film. Um, oh, she also, in, in the Cost of Compromise, she played the part of Bobby Bradford, the interviewer. And Aisha says her experience with Authors Up has been absolutely incredible. She says she's learned how to bring a script to life through Internet radio. This could not have happened without this wonderful platform and the gifted and professional ladies who host Authors Up. Thank you again. We thank you, Aisha. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And uh, our Mrs. Simpson, who was Michelle's mom, who gave that, that awesome emotional uh, presentation, yeah. is originally from Hillsboro and Durham, right here in North Carolina. She said her background in performing arts is in the music area, and she's always desired to be a part of these types of productions. But this is her debut as an actress. Yes, Woo-hoo. she did a fine job, Paula. She fine did. Job. Made me cry. Made me cry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she said, my experience with AU and the cost of compromise was awesome. From the auditions to the final performing scenes, it was a very relaxed and supportive environment. In addition to being relaxed and supportive, we also received the coaching needed to bring the radio play to life. I'm hoping these types of productions will continue as I see this as one of the most impactful means to tell all kinds of personal Christian stories. Thank you so much. Take care and God bless. And thank Amen. you, Paula. Thank you. You did a fine job and we were very, very happy to have you as part Absolutely. of, of the, the first office of Playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Next up, we had Rick Trice, who played Richard. He is from North Carolina. He's from Durham, North Carolina. And he's had a few lead roles in stage plays, and he's taken some theater classes. And of the experience, he said, I really enjoyed my experience with the cost of compromise. It was interesting not seeing the faces of the characters, yet still being able to bring the characters to life through recording. So, yeah. Well, Thank you. you did Rick. an excellent job, yeah. too, Rick. Thank you yes. so much. I did. Um, next up, we have Tamika Tisdale Williams, who lives in North Carolina, um, is an actress and a singer, and is part of the River Church Praise and Worship Ensemble. And she played Miss Emily Rich's mom. And um, Tamika has also done, um, performed in plays at the River Church and is a former cast member of the Black Nativity Play. So thank you, Tamika, for your part as well. Yes, yes, yes. Um, now, there, there are um, three other people that I want to mention, actually. I'll go first with um, Tracy Hines and Shayla, whose last name I cannot remember. Somebody get me Shayla's last name and just yell it out to me as I'm talking. But Tracy played Ariel. Barkley. It is <laughs> Barkley. Shayla Barkley. Shayla Barkley. Shayla Barkley. Doesn't that sound like a character on, on one of the, the daytime soap operas? Shayla Barkley. Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> but see, these two ladies in, in real life are friends. They are good friends. And Tracy played Ariel and Shayla played Michelle. And I tell you what, they these two young ladies went through some challenges. Uh, I believe that, that Shayla had um, illness uh, with one of her parents, and uh, Tracy's a new mom, and just trying to get their schedules together. But they were totally, totally committed. I think it was the first time for both of them, and uh, they just actually, they hung in there. They were going to make it happen no matter what, and I thank both of them were doing oh, right. a tremendous awesome. job, and, and we were so happy uh, to have you step in and be a part of this project. And the next person that I want to mention um, is a young man who put together all of these programs. He's a producer and editor for for Authors Up and was for the Cost of Compromise, and um, his name is Omar Oliphant. And I just, oh, I, I wanted some some, some applause Ooh. for him, lady, yes. and to send some hearts up because I tell you what, this was a journey, and and he and I were up late at night, and sometimes he was up all night long because he has a job and he's a young father, and you know people oh. he had life. But he he commits to to doing this with us and helping us and working in excellence and doing everything that he could uh, to make sure uh, that this production was represented well. So Omar, I thank you. I thank you, Amen. and I promise I will not after this have to call you at one or two in the morning, and we won't be up at four thirty <laughs> looking stupid and acting crazy. <laughs> but thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, this is it. This is the moment, the moment, the moment we have been waiting for. This is Act 4 
of the cost of compromise. The next day, Tina and Richard arrive at the studio after stopping by her lawyer to pick up some paperwork. They are sitting in the waiting room. Tina is looking over the papers from her lawyer's office. Thank you again for coming with me this morning. I honestly didn't think you would agree to it. Tina, I don't agree with what you're doing, but you have been through a lot over the past 24 hours. So whether I like it or not, I am here for you. Tina smiles, then continues looking over her papers. What is that you're reading anyway? Uh, just some revisions Miranda made for me last night. What kind of? Mr. Robinson, we'll see you now. Okay, thank you. Tina puts the papers back in her folder, and she and Richard are escorted to Mr. Robinson's office. His door is open, and he is sitting behind his desk. Good morning, Mr. Robinson, and thank you for seeing us on such short notice. Of course, although I must say I'm surprised to see you here, Mr. Hampton, you know, considering our last encounter here. I invited him with me today, so everything is fine. I see. Well, what brings you in this morning? I trust that your little emergency last night ended okay? Yes, everything is fine. One of my girls at the youth center was attacked, and as a result, she's in the hospital. We are grateful to God that she's, she is okay. Yes, we are. It could have been much worse. That's good to hear. So, now that we've got that out of the way, tell me what brings you here. After you left the restaurant, we all sat and talked about our official start date. We decided on the 22nd, when we go on location two days before, so you can become familiar with the area. Uh, this won't be a problem, will it? Well, actually... Of course it won't. <laughs> I know you are just as excited as we are to begin shooting this film. I actually wanted to give you something to look over. She hands Mr. Robinson her papers, and he reaches for them with a smile on his face. Let me guess. You and your attorney are asking for more money. <laughs> I think we can make that happen, especially since you are going to make us millions in... Mr. Robinson stops talking and looks at her and Richard as he gets up out of his seat with the papers clutched in his hand. What the hell is this? 
is this some type of game that you're playing? I assure you, it's no game, and I am quite serious. What's going on? Don't act like you don't know what this is. It has your name written all over it. Last night, Tina was on board with doing this film, and now she gives me this. He tosses the papers on his desk and storms out of his office. Richard picks up the papers and begins to read them. What? When? Did you? Last night, I had every attention on running out of that hospital without going in to see Michelle. I was so scared and felt so guilty about everything. It was as if the weight of the world had literally fell on my shoulders. I just wanted to run away from everything and everyone, but at that moment, Something came over me. It was as if the hand of God touched me, letting me know that he was still with me. So I pulled out my phone and I called Miranda. I informed her of everything, and she immediately began putting together the paperwork. I know that this was not an easy decision for you, Tina. I am so proud of you. Tina opens her mouth to say something, but Mr. Robinson storms back in with a contract in hand. Ms. Monet, I need you to know that you signed a legal contract binding you to this company and this film. To break it means that we will sue you for everything you have. So you see, you have no choice but to do this movie. He sits back at his desk puts the contract down, and folds his hand behind his head as if he'd won. Who do you think you are? You can't just threaten her like this and think that you can get away with it. Oh, but I can. This contract says that I can. Do you think that piece of paper is going to force or scare me into doing this movie? It will, unless you want to lose in a lawsuit we put against you. Tina smiles and stands up. You can sue me until you are blue in the face. All the riches in the world would not make me compromise who I am and whose I am. I don't know what I was thinking when I said I would do this film, but I thank God that he put me back in my right mind. There is no way that I can look myself in the mirror, let alone my fans and my family. And you think that threatening to sue me is going to make me change my mind? My salvation, my walk with Jesus Christ are too important to me. Let's go, Richard. Michelle is waiting for us at the hospital. You will be hearing from our lawyers. Richard and Tina leave the office. Mr. Robinson picks up the papers again and slams them back down. He hits the desk with his fist and then throws the pin across the room. Satisfied with their decision, Tina and Richard head straight to the hospital to see Michelle. When they arrive, Michelle is already dressed and joking with Ariel. <laughs> Miss Tina. Hey there, sweetheart. I never had a chance to tell you thank you for being such a great friend to Michelle. God always places people around you to keep you grounded and focused. She is lucky to have you in her life. Did you hear that, Michelle? You are lucky to have me, and don't you ever forget it. Miss Tina, why did you have to tell her that? 
Now she's never going to let me live this down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How are you feeling today, Michelle? I feel great. Just ready to get out of here. I know you are. What time did they say you would be discharged? I'm not sure. My mom went to find the nurse to ask. She should be back any minute now. They all begin to talk. After a few minutes, Miss Simpson walks in with a nurse following behind with a wheelchair. Michelle looks at it and everyone else like they're crazy. Uh, what is this for? I'm fine. The nurse explains that it is hospital policy for patients to be escorted out in a wheelchair. That's right, sweetheart. It's only until you get to the car. It's not like we have to take it home with us. Yeah, so stop whining so we can get out of here. I have to rehearse and get myself ready for tomorrow's showcase. Yeah, me too. Everyone looks at Michelle. What? Um, well, Michelle, I didn't think you would be up to performing tomorrow. Why not, Miss Tina? I'm not going to let something like this stop me from doing what I've worked so hard for all this time. God got me through this moment, and I know he will do the same tomorrow night. Well, aren't you wise in your young age? I'm blessed, Mr. Hampton, and I know that now, more than ever. Yes, you are. Now let's get out of here so these girls can get ready for tomorrow. Amen to that. The nurse wheels Michelle out first while everyone follows behind them. The night that Tina and the girls have been waiting for is here. Children are backstage practicing. Guests are being seated and music is playing. Richard is backstage working with props and stops and sees Tina. Wow, you're beautiful. Thank you, but you see me in this plenty of times. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm looking with a different perspective now. Richard walks away as Tina is about to say something. Michelle walks up instead. Miss Tina, could you help me with my lines? I'm so nervous right now. You are going to be just fine. Besides, a little nervousness is good. I always believe that it is God's way of reminding us that we can never do things by ourselves. In fact, I'll be the concern the day you are not nervous. Yes, ma'am. Good. Now let's go over your lines. They begin working on lines. Richard stares at Tina, admiring her in her element. Hey, Mr. Hampton. Hey there, kiddo. Are you ready to bless this house with your beautiful voice? Yes, sir. I'm ready. A little nervous, but ready. You're going to do wonderful. Let's get everyone so we can say a word of prayer. All right, everyone. Let's gather together. Everyone begins to form a circle and hold hands. 
Okay, okay. But b- before we pray, I just wanted to take a moment to say how proud I am of each and every one of you. You have allowed the Lord to use you in different ways. Standing in this circle, we have singers, dancers, comedians, and actors, and so many more. Each of you are going to go out there and do your very best tonight. I love you all so very much. Now, everyone, let's just bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have done to bless this day and these kids. Thank you for placing these talents in them and giving them an opportunity to share them with others. Lord, we ask you that you use them to touch the lives of those in the audience, letting them know that all things are possible through you. And finally, Father, we thank you for protecting us from evil seen or unseen and bringing things back to our remembrance. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 All right. Places, everyone. Richard walks over to Tina and takes her hand. Are you ready? I am. The MC opens up, welcoming everyone and thanking them for coming. Welcome to our third annual Youth Showcase event. These girls have been working extremely hard to put this show on for you all. The talent behind this curtain is absolutely amazing. That is especially the case with the lady who organized this event. This youth center is her baby. She has dedicated so much of her time into making this one of the most successful and impactful community centers in the state. I am talking about none other than Ms. Tina Monet. Come on out, Ms. Tina. Thank you. It means so much to me to be able to give back. God has blessed me in so many ways, especially over these past few years. When he gave me the vision to start this community center, I knew it was going to impact so many lives in such a positive way. Some say that for actors, that opportunity would be a lead role in a movie. And well, for a while, and even recently, I thought it was. Tina looks to her left where Richard is standing backstage. Nonetheless, God placed people in my life to remind me that helping others reach their fullest potential is what it's all about. So without further ado, we give to you our 2020 From Girls to Gems Showcase. As she walks off and curtains come up, Richard hugs Tina. (laughs) What was that for? It's just good to have the Tina I fell in love with back in my life. In love with? Yes. For as long as I can remember. And I thought I lost you. The real you. I was losing myself. But like I said on this stage, I had you in my life to keep me focused. And for that, I love you. Tina looks up at Richard. 
as he takes his hand and places it on her face. He then bends down to kiss her. I've wanted to do that for some time now, Miss Monet. Well, Mr. Hampton, I'm glad you did it. Michelle and Ariel walk up to them. I knew it. I knew it. You two do love each other. Yes, we do. It just took us a while to figure it out. Speak for yourself, Miss Tina. It didn't take me long to figure it out. <laughs> ha ha, you guys. Now go and get yourselves ready. Ariel, you are on after the next performer, and Michelle, you go right after her. Okay. Let's go, Michelle. Gently pulling her to the other side of the backstage, Richard is standing behind Tina with his arms around her waist. You know what I've been thinking about the past couple of days? Let's just say that my priorities have changed. I will still do the movies and whatever else God brings my way. But my passion has always been to make a difference in this industry. What better way to achieve this than to instill all that I know into girls across the United States? Can you imagine it? Imagine what? Hollywood, being filled with actors that have a Christ-like mind and aren't afraid to show it. They both look ahead as Ariel begins to sing. Tina smiles. Ariel finishes her song and receives a standing ovation. She runs off stage to hug both Tina and Richard. That was absolutely amazing. You brought tears to my eyes. Yes, it was. I'm so proud of you, Ariel. Next, let's welcome Miss Tina Monet back to the stage. Thank you, everyone. This next act is very dear to my heart. It was the very first monologue and poem that I've written. It speaks about the power of staying the course to stay on the path that God has prepared for each of us. Now, as some of you may have heard, I was recently faced with making a decision that would have ultimately changed the path, not only for me, but for those that have been placed in my care. I am so grateful that I have people around me that genuinely care for me. And that I must continue to do. With that being said, I have made the decision to open a community center in every state, focusing specifically on our inner city youth. Now, without further ado, Please welcome Michelle as we give our monologue entitled, No Compromise. In a world of chaos and calamity, convolute conclusions, compromise the illusion. Present as a viable solution, disillusioning the disheartened, calling purpose the dearly departed. Focus forced to blur. Clear speech slurs as victims lay victim, without strength to evict them. These open scabs, we pick them, as masks 
and fake faces. Erase this pace and impede this race. Not in this case. See, I refuse to be used, to live beneath this decree that God bequeath. The fearfully and wonderfully made will not be swayed. To give up this crown, to discount my worth, to compromise my destiny for which I was birthed. You see, I've yet to unearth the full measure, the weight of this treasure. This fate is promised. This conclusion is guaranteed. The end of this matter, Christ fully formed in me. No compromise. I hated it for it to come to a close. I have enjoyed this. What a month. Victoria, will you will you ever get over the fifteen million? No. No. <laughs> but I got it. I understand. I understand. <laughs> I want to take my my great grandma used to say I need a vinegar rag when she had a headache. Need a rag soaked in vinegar, put on a head. I need a vinegar rag. <laughs> well, I tell you what, um, I, I just I I am so um grateful i'm grateful for everybody who sacrificed i'm grateful for aisha for trusting us with the play and i'm grateful for everybody who was able to change a schedule or call from a car or pull off on the side of the road yeah that that had to happen in, in order to make this um our first, and I do say our first, because don't you all think that there's another writer out there that has a story to tell that we can dramatize? I do. I do. Oh, absolutely. I do. Absolutely. absolutely. And well, I actually really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed how we did it in the parts, and it made you, you know, want to come back for more to hear the next part. So it, it mm-hmm. was just very well done, very well done. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm I'm just thankful for it all, and and I tell you what, I I can only tell you all to continue with us, to stick with authors up. God has got some wonderful things planned. Um, we have another my time story time coming up called Mama's House, and mm-hmm. um, yep. 
Ruth, we can't forget about that one, right? No, <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So stick with us, guys. You know, come back next week and see what we've got going on. And, again, thank you to everyone who participated in A Cost of Compromise, and thank you for all of you who followed it from Act 1 through to Act 4. So um, we will be back. We will be back. We're here every Sunday night at 7 p.m. And guess what that means, guys? We're going to be here next week. That's it. That's right. Sunday evening, 7 p.m. Until then, this is Andrea Hines with Victoria Henderson Poole and Ruth Griffin. And there's never a dull moment here at Authors Authors Up. Up.